We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening and welcome to a special edition of the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. This is the Conference Expansion Emergency Podcast. Uh, hopefully that didn't sound too super serious, but uh, breaking news today, uh, we are recording on Thursday, June 30th. Breaking news today was that it looks imminent that the USC Trojans and the UCLA Bruins are going to leave the Pac-12 and head to the Big Ten. Um, what we know so far is that it looks like a deal is in place. Uh, the Nothing has been signed. Nothing is super official. But it seems like uh, to steal a football term, they're at the one-yard line. Um, that's what it looks like. It also looks like um, the Big Ten won't be done. Won't be done at at sixteen teams. Uh, I think Nicole Auerbach uh, said that you know the SEC and the Big Ten could change um, could gobble up. Uh, more teams and become two quote mega conferences with 20 teams each. So we'll see. This is just um, just the beginning. So I, I'm Sarah Jacobs along with me is TJ Inman. We also have Alex Compton uh, as well joining us to talk about Big Ten uh, expansion. TJ, what are your initial thoughts of this? Of, of right now, just UC, USC and U, UCLA uh, joining the, the potentially joining the Big Ten. Well, I mean, started to see rumblings about this kind of, I mean, it was what, about noon this morning? Um, and I, I initially thought, well, I guess I get it, you know, from a just a money standpoint with the TV contract being negotiated currently. Um, but, you know, surely we're not going here yet. Like, it's just such a, uh, in my head, it's such a foreign thing to think about USC and UCLA being in the Big Ten. Um, I know it's not this way anymore, like, but and, and the geography doesn't matter now, and I, I get that rationally, but I, I still go back to, uh, holy cow, there's going to be, you know, conference games involving Indiana playing. USC and Indiana playing UCLA and that is completely and totally foreign and difficult for me to wrap my head around uh, but from a strictly money sense as it relates to the upcoming TV contract this is absolutely going to break the bank and provide an unprecedented amount of revenue 
of the schools that are in the Big Ten, including the Indiana Hoosiers. Yeah, I'll ask Alex this in a, in a second, but it looks like, you know, we, we expected the original deal without all the, the expansion talks to be above a billion dollars. So you would expect it to be a lot more. You get the LA market and whatever other markets they they end up adding on. Uh, Alex, how big of a deal is this for, for the TV rights deal? And is this the main reason why we've been waiting so long for a TV rights deal in the Big Ten to be announced? Something that we kind of expected to, to happen in June? Hey, guys. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be done, uh, you know, all reports late May, early June. Um, I think this is exactly why we had a delay with essentially no explanation. And now, you know, everything moved so quickly today, but obviously this has been in the works for a while. Um, USC and UCLA's leadership, both from a university and an athletic department standpoint, uh, they're known to take big swings and do, you know, transformative, imaginative things like this. Um, th this is huge. I mean, this is going to be lots of winners for the Big Ten. I understand, you know, you know, and I'm one of them. The history and the traditions part of it is, is important, but you have to value TV contracts and corporate partnerships now more than ever, or you're going to get left behind. Um, if, if I'm a school like Cincinnati or Houston that just joined the Big 12, I'm very worried now. Uh, am I going to get left behind now if the Pac-12 poaches the rest of the Big 12? Are they going to combine? I don't know how that's going to work. But adding UCLA and USC will reportedly, uh, the Big 10 now has five of the top seven media markets in the country. I mean, th there's just no way to say that that's not a win for the conference. Um, and obviously some of the, you know, the Olympic or non-revenue sports um, traveling considerations will be tough. I think we, we tweeted about it a couple of times, but I think it's tougher for, for UCLA and USC to travel out East that often. Um, Cause if you're, you know, thinking about like a basketball schedule or a baseball schedule, you imagine you do both of those road trips in the same week when you're already out there. But I mean, from a, yeah. a, a rights deal, I think the big 10 now is just, has an, an insane amount of leverage now. Um, and I think Fox is definitely going to up the value. And I think these subsidiary, there's talks with like Amazon or NBC for some, you know, uh, special packages or smaller packages. I think the rights of those just shot up as well. Um, yeah, I think this is, this is going to shatter the records. I've seen reports of uh, per, per school valuations of, close to or over a hundred million dollars a year um, just for media rights alone. So, I mean, if the big tens at, you know, 16 teams at a hundred million each per season, I mean, <laughs> that that's certainly something. Yeah. And to go back to, to get off of football for a second, but you also look at USC and UCLA from a baseball and softball standpoint, it really makes it might make it easier for those big 10 teams to go down and do a warm weather trip early in the season uh, and, and maybe do like a round robin conference play or, um, you know, ha have some neutral site conference plays before moving back up, uh, you know, to these northern uh, northern cities and playing. So it, it could work out too. 
that way. But from a football standpoint, Alex, we're going to start nationally. You mentioned the, the Big 12. I think they're impacted here. But from some other people I've seen is that the Big 12 would expand, um, especially if the other schools that the, the Big 10 is potentially looking at, if they, if they grab Oregon and Washington, you could say goodbye to the Pac-12 as a conference. Uh, but I've seen models where they have um, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah joining the Big 12, which I don't think it's not a horrible conference then and it in in the footprint of things makes it pretty pretty uh pretty solid with Cincinnati adding Cincinnati UCF Houston um and some other schools and and BYU going to the the Big 12 as well you know I think the Big 12 is a player in there to to gobble up some of these teams now what what will happen with the ACC because there's rumors that the Big 10 will go get a um, on this list from Tom Fernelli, uh, Notre Dame, which counts as ACC because uh, the rest of their their teams are in the ACC. Virginia, North Carolina, or Duke. Um, so it could be a total restructuring, and I think you know we'll we'll see when this happens in 2024. I know uh, the Big 12 gets Cincinnati next year, so it, it's moving a lot quicker than any of us anticipated yeah i think the uh, the interesting thing you know we've been hearing it for the past decade and you know notre dame has an exclusive nbc deal for football and some of their other you know broadcast rights um i i don't think the big 10 has ever been more attractive to join than right now um, i was reading some things about notre dame today since they're not technically an acc football member they have to pay out their grants of rights to get out of their uh, multimedia rights deal with the ACC just for the other sports. So not even their football uh, program. So, I mean, if you do that math and if Notre Dame, obviously, you know, same caliber as the USC, UCLA type. I mean, if you're going to get a hundred million dollars annually and all you have to do is pay an upfront fee to buy out your, you know, technically non-revenue sports. I don't think there's been a better time for Notre Dame to join. I think that would be another great ad for the conference. I think that's obviously um, from a brand and a, a viewership perspective, another, another good ad. Um, but I, I think for people throwing, you know, hypothetical lists and looking at other teams, um, you have uh, the only school in the big 10, not affiliated. I think it's called the American association of universities, the AAU, the only big Ten team or school is Nebraska. That's not affiliated with that. USC and UCLA both are. Um, and, you know, I, we've seen a lot of Kansas. I don't believe Kansas is. Um, so that's why no. some of the ACC schools like Pitt, North Carolina, Duke, Notre Dame, obviously, and then, you know, some of the other Pac-12 schools. Uh, academics still does matter to the Big Ten presidents. So uh, obviously for a president to sign off on it, the ADs can say whatever they want, but university presidents and boards have to vote on all this kind of stuff. Um, if your list doesn't have schools that are AAU affiliated, I think it's a, I think it's a non-starter. Uh, TJ, I want to yeah. ask you about how, how scheduling could work. Uh, I, I was spitballing <laughs> a little bit in my head before the show, but is this, we, we saw the ACC last, last week come out with a, uh, what was it? A three, three, five or three, five, five. 
uh, scheduling yeah. Yeah, uh, scheduling fun. model that looked like, hey, if if the Big Ten was staying at 14 teams, this looks absolutely perfect. Now with at least 16 teams, uh, it'll be a little bit. How do you see the Big Ten working the schedule out a little bit? I, I think the first thing we need to say is that any models with 16 teams, I think, will be outdated pretty soon. Um, I I would be, at this point, based on what we are kind of reading and, and sort of putting two and two together, I'd be shocked if it was 16 teams and that was the, the final number. Um, I think that the Big Ten sees an opportunity right now to maximize their value and they're looking for ways to maximize their value or have already looked at ways, already have this lined up, and it's just a matter of when this stuff is going to come out. USC, UCLA comes out today, um, and maybe it's a matter of time before another two schools, another four schools are are announced um, and that those reports start leaking out. Um, So any, any models with 16 teams, I think, would be outdated fairly quickly. Uh, the kind of what I put together in my head, just a very rough thing would be, okay, hypothetically adding four more teams and let's say that it's Oregon and Washington out West, effectively the PAC 12 would be, would be done at that point. Um, so you're adding Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA from the West coast. Uh, and then looking East, you're adding North Carolina would be kind of my, what I think would make the most sense. Uh, you're looking North and you're looking, uh, I'm sorry, you're looking to the East and you're also looking South. So Southeast, a little bit of a different market for the big 10. Uh, you're looking at the Charlotte market. So another, another big TV market there. Um, and then Notre Dame, I think is the one that is kind of the number one target for the big 10 for a long time. Uh, they've had their issues with each other in the past, and I, I know that there are a number of schools that would probably be opposed to that until those TV numbers get put in your face and it's, hey, this is what Notre Dame would add to our, our total value, and then the vote becomes, yes, they're in. Um, so if you add those four, you're looking at 20 teams, and I think you could have somewhat of a geographical breakdown with almost four kind of five team little pods or divisions uh, and you're playing those, those four teams uh, in your pod every season in football. And then you are playing. um, I I don't know. I guess you would have to do some sort of rotation where you're playing a, a home and away with, you know, the other, I guess, teams in those other pods and you're you're finding a way to rotate it i don't think it would be fair or equitable uh, but iu fans are used to that having been in the big 10 east for for a while oh yeah um, i'm totally from, waiting for from the Indiana perspective it, i don't think it can get a whole lot worse i say that and, look and then at the this, first Indiana season is a, at, yeah. at usc at ucla at oregon at washington at ohio state and then, you know what, yeah. for the hell of it, the rest of your games are going to be on the road, too. Um, sure. Something happened to sure. Memorial yeah, Stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the geese took over or something. But I, I'm fully prepared for that. Um, 
but yeah, I think yeah. So I, I don't, I just don't think we can have any real legitimate discussions about how things are going to go because I I don't think we know what the teams and what the conference is going to look like. Uh, I would guess within the next couple of weeks we will. And if I were placing bets, I would say that the the Big Ten has 20 teams in it um, starting in 2024. Yeah, I, I was spitballing it with you guys earlier with, with the 20-team, I guess, super conference or mega conference. Uh, you do four divisions, maybe two leagues, and yet I think you have to move it to a 10-game conference schedule, which I don't like. Um but that's the world you live in. Um, you, you play the four in your division, uh, you know, three, you do like three crossovers. And then maybe to, in order to get a conference champion, you do what the big 10 did in 2020 with their quote champions week. Uh, and instead of making it one week, you do two weeks. Uh, and then you finally get, you know, the two, um, kind of like a mini playoff, you know, one versus one in each, two versus two, and then you you go from there. Um, yeah. The, the two winners go and play the next game, and then you, you figure out the rest. It's going to be complicated, uh, and you lose schedule flexibility in your non-conference games, which I know all of us have talked endlessly about, but it's this is where it's going, and it's a massive amount of money. I think that the big loser nationally overall is probably Kansas. Um, I've had so many people um, and, and Alex too on Twitter. So many people asking Kansas, Kansas, the big 10, Kansas isn't going anywhere. They've been trying to get out of the big 12 forever. Nobody wants them. They did what we fear I use doing with their football program is not investing in it. And nobody really cares about can, what Kansas basketball brings to the table because they're not in a big media market. Kansas City is not a huge media market, um, and they just don't bring any value uh, to that. So uh, I think they're nationally the big loser, but I think in the Big Ten, it gets, depending on who your other four teams are, it's going to get really, really difficult. Um for Indiana yeah. if, if scheduling breaks the wrong way. Yeah, I yeah, mean, absolutely. a couple more thoughts uh, I want to leave you guys with before I got to I gotta hop off here. Um, overall, you know, I understand the history and the tradition of the Big Ten. Uh, this is a win for the conference. Uh, more eyes, more money. I don't care what anyone says. This is the way it was going when Texas and Oklahoma left last year and started this domino effect. Uh, everybody said, you know, the Big 12 is going to crumble and it's going to be the power four against everybody else. It was always going to be two. It was always going to be two mega conferences controlled by either Fox or ESPN. SEC has ESPN. We have Fox now. Um, and look, I think at this point, uh, the conference has a ton of leverage. If you're not in the Big Ten or about to join the Big Ten or the SEC, I think you're going to be at a severe disadvantage uh, in those major revenue sports. Um, so I, I think it's a win for Indiana. It should make West Coast recruiting easier. Um, more eyes, more dollars, I don't think has ever hurt. Um, and then just kind of a last final thought. 
the uh, the image of Lincoln Riley taking the five star, you know, loaded team of California kids into an 11 a.m. snowy kickoff in Evanston at, at Northwestern. <laughs> uh, that you know, that's quite an image, um, and uh, I just quite a day. And you know, our favorite sport, you know, college football. There's always something going on, so. Uh, even when there's nothing to watch, always giving us something. So I'll leave you guys with that. And then my last thought would be uh, my dream ACC school would be Miami. I think uh, I think that'd be a, a sneaky, cool ad, uh, both from a market perspective and uh, you know football basketball ad perspective as well. But yeah, super cool, super exciting day for the conference and for Indiana, in my opinion. Um, and of course, we'll have you know tons of content if there is an announcement or when there's an announcement. Uh, on our site and how it affects IU. So, guys, thanks. I got to hop off, and uh, I look forward to hearing uh, the rest of you guys' thoughts later. All right. Thank thanks, you, Alex. Alex. That's Alex Compton. He does a lot of our stuff on on Twitter and uh, with our graphics on social media as well. Uh, the, the timing of this is going to be interesting on when they announce. Uh, rumor has it that Kevin Warren's in London. I don't think he's recruiting Oxford and Cambridge, um, but it is a holiday weekend, TJ. Do you announce on Friday, so tomorrow, or do you wait until Tuesday to announce? It, it's, it's a tricky, um, I think, PR timeline. Maybe they announce tomorrow or tonight, yep. depending on you know how they do it. Maybe they make a, a formal announcement tonight with the press conference next week and, and things like that. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, anyway, TJ, thanks for hopping on um, a real emergency podcast. This might be our last year, maybe second to last year doing a PAC 12 preview. Yeah. Yeah. I think the number of conference previews might be shrinking here in the not too distant future. Um, you know, I, I'm very interested to see, where this goes because i don't think it's going to take long things are going to move very fast because the big Ten's not the only conference uh looking i think you're looking at kind of you know conference realignment comes in waves right and i think we're looking possibly at sort of the last big wave that's going to reshuffle the deck for the foreseeable future with I think the the logical next step of this is going to be the two mega conferences of the Big Ten and SEC. While depending on the moves that those two schools that those two leagues make, uh, you've got the ACC, Pac-12, and Big 12 um, kind of duking it out for survival to some extent. Now, that might not happen. The moves that that get made might not happen and the big 12 and pac 12 consolidate with each other and form a very good league. That's, you know, formidable, not quite on the level of the top two, but formidable. And it's the ACC hangs on to who it's got and is, is, you know, adds a couple from somewhere and is also formidable. And you've got four pretty good leagues uh, with two that are sort of on top, but not, you know, not ridiculously. So uh, there's not a gigantic gap, but, I would bet that the SEC and Big Ten recognize the opportunity they have to really separate from the rest of the pack in terms of revenue. And I think we'll see that play out over the next couple of weeks. And 
um, yeah, we will certainly be here to, to cover it. And anything that, uh, that breaks, we'll get it up. And I think the unique thing that we'll do is obviously focus on what this means for IU. Uh, you can go a lot of places to find out, you know, what this means for the, for the college football landscape on the whole. Uh, will be one of the few places that's going to, here's what this could mean for Indiana specifically. We'll touch on the other stuff too, obviously, because it's it's all entertaining and important. But and what it means to IU is going to be the main thing. It's intertwined, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. the so main I, thing I'm, for I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, the main thing for IU that you could be excited about potentially playing on the West Coast and things like that. But I think the most important thing for IU at this moment is to see how much te- television revenue you're going to get and what the athletic department does with it to help support the football program. Because this TV deal, if people haven't realized it yet, they're going to realize that all the value comes from, from football. Uh, Basketball has some value, but it's basketball is not bringing in a hundred million dollars a year. And this is not a basketball contract. This is a, these are football TV um, TV rights con- uh, contracts and, and all of those things. So I, I think it's it'll be a wake-up call for, for IU fans, hopefully for the athletic department as well. Hey, we're getting double the money that we're getting. How are we going to use it? How are we going to keep up with the teams that we just added uh, and to continue to add value to the conference uh, and, and things like that? So when the next TV rights deal comes up that you continue to get that money, uh, so it, it's a, I think, a great opportunity for IU. We'll see what happens scheduling-wise, who else they add. But from a financial standpoint, it's a great opportunity. Yep, yep. All we know right now for sure, that we, we think for sure, unless there's a gigantic curveball, is USC and UCLA uh, are in the Big Ten, which brings the conference to 16 teams. Lots of speculation. Additional schools are being looked at and possibly agreements have already been put in place. Uh, and we know for sure that a new television contract will be announced sometime soon. Um, that's what we know for sure. Uh, and as as things continue to develop, we'll cover it. But uh, I, I think that it's going to be kind of a trickle, a slow trickle of how this is going to be handled. Uh, by the Big Ten, because logistically there's going to be a lot of questions that need answered. Uh, but what we know for sure is that the Los Angeles television market has been added to the Big Ten, um, and the ripple effect from that is is going to change college sports. Yeah, it, it will, and I, I think there there'll there'll be an announcement uh, before Big Ten media days. It has to be, unless they're just yep. PR dopes. Um, Big Ten, uh, Big Ten Media Days, July 26th. So I think you'll have something in place by then that they'll, you know, dance around at, at Big Ten Media Days. So I, I expect something. It'd be it'd be shocking if it, if it came out after after the holiday weekend. I, I it sounds like yep. all all the people in the know say that it's going to come out today or tomorrow, within the next 24 hours uh, of yeah. this you know, of this recording. So uh, probably before the, the long weekend. So TJ, thanks for hopping on. I uh, appreciate your time. We will 
also have a Twitter spaces tonight with, with Alex and I and whoever else wants to jump on. Uh, we'll have all the updates on, on the website as well, especially when it becomes official. Uh, we'll get into some more of the fun stuff on, on what games we'd look forward to, uh, which teams, you know, get added and all those things. So thanks for joining us for a quick emergency podcast. Uh, we'll be back. Check HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. TJ, enjoy your holiday weekend. Safe travels. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens when we uh, get back on the podcast here in a couple weeks. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about. Yep. Thanks, everybody. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.